2: Hey
1: everybody, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, May the 8th. This is Jim Hedger from MetaMen.com and Dave Davies from beanstalk and we have an amazing show lined up for you today. Now, while we're not PPC rock stars like our friend David Satella is, we're going to be talking PPC today. We're going to be talking about a post-micro-who environment and the um, the coziness that... Uh, Google and Yahoo seem to be have going right. seem to have going right now. We're uh, we're curious. Do you think this is going to affect or change um, AdWords strategies or or PPC strategies? To discuss this, we have uh, two incredible experts. We have um, SEMGeek.com dot blog writer Greg Myers, and we have. Uh, Executive editor of Search Engine Watch, Kevin Heisler. But before we get to Greg and Kevin, Dave, we have a little bit of news to talk about. Oh, we don't have Dave. Back. We don't have Dave on. This is the miracle of live radio. Live well, radio you know, is way so much fun.
0: It would help if his Skype would stay working good, but you know.
1: I think we almost have Dave. Yeah. Have, um, okay. So it's it's the miracle of Skype. Somebody over at uh, who who owns Skype right now? Is it eBay or is it AOL? Um, somebody's got to get on this. So as we're trying to get Dave Davies on the phone, um, a quick uh, couple of quick announcements. Um, SMX is coming up in a couple of weeks. I can't believe it's May 8th already. Dave, you're back. Can you believe it's May 8th already? SMX is coming up in like a month. I can't believe it's May
3: 8th already. Um, yeah, I know. It's, 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 I assume you're, uh,
1: you're excited for, uh, for the show. I am extremely excited as well. Oh, I'm totally excited. I remember the, the first SMX conference. Uh, SMX Advanced Conference, I should say, last year in Seattle. I think that had to be the best show I've ever been to.
2: It was.
3: It was a show. Yeah, I had the. Well, obviously with you, you even saw you there. Had the the pleasure of being there as well. And uh, yeah, it was it was really really well organized. Uh, I was was really impressed with uh, with what they had done, and uh, I'm really looking forward to this event as well.
1: Well, speaking of well organized, let's try to get back on track with our show here. Um, are, Are you on telephone or on Skype right now? I'm now on phone. Yeah, well, it's, I trust phone lines. I trust phones. <laughs> who owns Skype right now? I want, to, I want to know who to yell at. I think it's, I think it's eBay, but I'm not positive. I think, I think you're right. Um, yeah, I buy a lot of stuff off there, so I don't know if I want to yell at them too loud. Uh, well, don't, don't try yelling at them through Skype. It mightn't work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you got in the news today, Dave?
3: Oh, uh, well, there's there's a a bunch of interesting things going on. I don't know where we uh, where we want to want to start here, but uh, you know what? Let's let's start with just a fun one here. Uh, Twitter, um, as was announced in the uh, Washington Post here today, has started
1: blacklisting spammers.
3: Uh, uh, I mean,
1: was... Twitter started. backlisting spammers. Twitter blacklisting. How do you spam in 140 characters or less? <laughs> like, how effective is your spam message?
3: Uh I I you know, the same could be said for um you know, how how would you spam I can't possibly believe that I've just suddenly won this lottery that I didn't even know that I entered. Uh but, you know, Barnum, sucker born every minute, where there's a will there's a way, these spammers will
1: figure it out. Um, I guess similarly, uh there's uh, has the five nineteen letter appeared in Twitter yet? <laughs> Not that I know of. Um
3: you know I know actually uh, actually my wife Mary uh, over here actually got uh, got a potential uh, blacklisting for her group on on eBay or not on eBay sorry on uh, on Facebook uh, oh because she had been uh, she has an actor's group and had sent out a uh, made the horrible mistake of actually sending out to her group uh, an audition notice and and got a notice from the fine folks at Facebook saying this is this is spamming uh, I don't think so anyways um Brings us to a segue, though, because uh, I don't know how long we can go on about Twitter and, and blacklisting uh, blacklisting spammers. Uh, I think we have Microsoft. about
1: 140 more characters. <laughs> um,
3: Microsoft's eyeing uh, our, our fine, uh, our fine friends at Facebook. Um, I so. heard
1: that. I was reading that earlier today, but apparently Facebook isn't biting.
3: No, and that makes some good sense, really. I mean, uh, if, if they're looking, they've got to know right now, based on all the things that have been going on, uh, they've got to know that Microsoft has got to just be itching for an acquisition at this point. Um, and if Microsoft, you know, we're, we're not back in the, you know, sort of early 90s days when if Microsoft made you an offer, it was one you couldn't refuse, and you, you sure as hell better grab onto it, because if you don't, they're just going to destroy you. Um, they're not really in that. Theoretically, we'll leave that to the courts to have decided then, but um, you know, they're, they're not really in that position anymore. And I think they're, you know, if I was Facebook, I'd be looking at that going, whatever you're offering right now, you are hungry. You really want to do a major acquisition. Uh, you want to do a major Internet-based acquisition right now. Uh, why, why would we bite? And if you really want us right now, uh, certainly somebody else uh will want us as well, if for no other reason than to stop. You know, maybe taking a look at uh at Yahoo going uh, you know, maybe you guys can can pull it together. Your stock didn't drop as much as you thought it was going to. Um, you know, maybe uh maybe you wanna pull one over on Microsoft and show your shareholders that uh that in fact know you are stronger without them and uh and maybe make the acquisition themselves. All speculation of course,
1: but uh uh, you know, well, no, I really think it's a, a very clever segue into bringing our guests on. Because you know, I'm, I'm most interested in hearing what uh, the executive editor of Search Engine Watch, Kevin Heisler, has to say about Yahoo stock prices. Um, I'm most interested in hearing what uh, the writer of the SEM Geek blog, Greg Meyer, has to say about bidding strategies into the near future. And I, you know, mm-hmm. they, I want to forego the rest of the news and just bring these guys, uh, the news and just bring these guys on right now.
0: What I do you think? Great.
1: Uh, Greg Meyer from SEMGeek and com. Welcome to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Hey, how you doing?
1: Uh, beset by technical difficulties, but otherwise excellent. How are you doing?
0: How I'm doing very well.
1: <laughs> well, well. I guess we always have
0: so once in a while. Well,
1: no, it's, again, it's the, the wonder of live radio. Um, oh, thank you so much for, nice. uh, for agreeing to spend the time with us on Webcology today. and. Um, before we dive into discussion of uh, a post MicroWho era, I think you're doing some interesting stuff over at worldbenefactor.com. And uh, just, I guess, to give a bit of a, a brief introduction about yourself, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about World Benefactor?
0: Sure. Um, I've actually been around the Internet world since about 1996. Um, I've been. I've had the fortunate experience of doing wearing a lot of different hats. Um, I worked for catalog companies, helped grow their, you know, help grow their online businesses back in the late 1990s and early 2000. Um, and what I was able to do was use the best practices of SEO, uh, paid search, affiliate marketing, email, and everything. But as I seemed to mature through the industry, I I found a niche with paid search. I thought it was an interesting area where. Um, you know, it's going to be very difficult for, for companies to compete in, in organic search and with paid search there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of analytics behind it, there's a lot of uh, performance behind it and, um, and and that's where I came up with the blog SEM Geek because I felt like I'm doing this stuff so many, so many hours a day and I'm dealing with so many problems and so many good stories and so many things that many people may not realize and the purpose of the SEM Geek blog is just to um, broadcast my daily life working in page search things that I found you know things that I found out um, and if there's a, a trick of the trade I want to you know broadcast it to the people reading the blog and um, and the and to lead into world benefactor um, it's probably one of the most rewarding companies um, I've ever been involved with because actually it's all about giving back to society um, Basically, we found out that and actually it's been around for five years. Uh, Google, off, Google has this program called Google Grants where if you're a 501c3 uh, regulated charity, they give you um, $10,000 in free advertising a month, which accumulates to $120,000 $120, of free Google spend. Um, and also, the Salesforce Foundation is another company where they also give you 10 free licenses um, for the year. And um, that's just really rewarding because, you know, for, for many of us who have been involved in charities, large or small, um, it's very hard on the staff and the people involved in the charities to organize everything, get the donors, get the volunteers, get their events broadcasted to get more a- advocacy for their cause. And that's what World Benefactor does. We, we have certified, uh, you know, I, I'm a certified, Google certified guy, been doing it for years, and um, we have another gentleman on board who's certified who's really good at this. And we're finding out there's a big um, opportunity for us to help these charities because many of them um, don't take advantage of what Google is offering.
1: Well, just and, to throw a um, little bit of, bit more credibility behind worldbenefactor.com, isn't one of the first commercial web designers, uh, Rich Masterson, uh, formerly of U.S. Interactive, isn't he involved as well?
0: Yes, he, he is, uh, he is one of our, he's one of our partners. And honestly, the true vision of World Benefactor, and another gentleman who's a partner, Jeff uh, Jeff Didis, he is also on the board of Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And it's very funny. All, all, there's actually four of our us partners, and we've all have been involved in charities. I know that I have done some work for this, the the Chester County Special Olympics. Um, Rich is very philanthropic; is on the board of many charities. Um, and as Jeff is on the board of the LLS, we just felt like. We're constantly doing good on our own, but why not make a you know make a business of it? And, 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 and in fact, whatever whatever money we make, we're, we're putting three percent of that back into our own charity, which pushes um, you know which tries to help get other foundations off the ground. So it's one wow. of those socially responsible things. And one of the best parts I didn't mention is that we want to be very socially responsible, and we're actually working with another gentleman who is helping us. Um, Helping us help uh, disabled veterans get back into the workforce. Um, That's what that is about. Is we're going to be training them um, to do Google AdWords, to train them to do Yahoo, to train them how Salesforce works, and um, either they come work for us, um, they manage the charities that we're managing for us, um, or even we can even place them into the workforce themselves.
1: That's an extraordinarily cool project, Greg. And thank you so much for telling us a little bit about it and a little bit about your background there. Now, just to shift really quickly, I understand we have okay. Kevin Heisler from Search Engine Watch back. And you're a Search Engine Watch writer, aren't you, Greg?
0: Um, I've contributed uh, a couple times, to. Uh, I contributed once or twice a couple years ago. Um, and I'm, I'm often picked up by Search Day uh, for some well, of my articles. So, yes. I'm we, have
1: your, we have your executive editor on the line. so you better behave. <laughs> uh, we have Kevin Heisler, executive I'm editor of Search Engine Watch. Kevin, welcome to Webcology.
2: Thanks very much, and uh, we're always glad to link to Greg's SEM Geek. It's one of the best blogs out there, and if you guys haven't read it yet, you definitely need to check out the top ten reasons why you should never drink while doing Google AdWords. Oh, um, uh... God. <laughs> <laughs> well, days, well, working like with I the it, PPC but, uh...
1: Networks Makes you, it almost drives you to drink. Well, yeah, uh, let's, let's do a general mm-hmm. overview very quickly. Um, Yahoo is now saddling up to Google. Um, Google gave it a wonderful poison pill it could swallow to fend off Microsoft. And now we have a situation where Google is actually feeding PPC advertising across the Yahoo network. How deep is that, and how does that affect the future of PPC?
0: Well, in, in my perspective, um, I've been dealing with many different types of clients, whether it be political, nonprofit, retail. Um, I get the sense that... that I think Yahoo realizes that they're not uh, they're, they're they're not going to compete with Google in the search market um, because there's just not enough market share. Um, and I know that uh, Yahoo is having a horrible time with their content network. Um, in fact, I had a Yahoo rep tell me, "Greg, don't even use it um, because it's, there's so many problems with it." Um, and I, and I think Google sees this as an opportunity, um, uh, you know, to, to to penetrate into Yahoo, but also Yahoo sees another opportunity in Google where they have a very st- they're making a really strong. Um, stance for the for banner advertising online, the the purchase of uh, blue lithium, and the emergence of behavioral targeting, where you basically put a piece of put a pixel on someone's website and they follow you all around the web, and provide you with an amazing interactive banner which has widgets and viral uh, mechanism, mechanisms and everything, um, and I think it's just a matter of time that the two of them kind of get married.
1: Uh, Kevin, you almost need a, a scorecard to keep up with what's happening in the in the PPC w- world right now. What do you see unfolding?
2: Well, I, I think that's, you know, Greg made some really key points about the Yahoo and Google, you know, relationship. But I don't really see it as being a marriage as much as uh, a lot of flirting, a little bit of dating. And, you know, then the chaperones, the federal government, are going to come in and take a look at that relationship. And the bottom line is that there's no way that... Yahoo can outsource all of its paid search to Google and get past any of the regulatory bodies. So yeah, I think they're both in a very, very tough position right now because Jerry Yang publicly said he thought it was a great idea to test. Google claimed that the test was really for them to find out how good Yahoo's inventory was. And now, you know, that Microsoft is walked away, they have to make a decision. You know, do they move forward? Do they do it on a limited basis? And, you know, how far can they push the envelope on the uh, regulatory issues?
0: Now, I have a question for
3: both, but I'm going to start since we started the last one with uh, Greg. I'm going to direct this at, at Kevin first, but uh, Greg, I'd love to hear your answer to this as well. Uh-huh. What sort of impact is this going to have then? Uh, you, I mean, you make a good point that, that yeah, who's going to still uh, need to, to feed their own advertising, of course, but what impact is this going to have for advertisers? Like, if I can log into Google knowing that at least a, a good chunk of... of um, you know, Yahoo's advertising uh, may very well come from, from Google. Um, if I log into AdWords, uh, the administration there, uh, and know that I can then uh, sort of see myself on Yahoo, what sort of effect is this going to have on advertisers? Are they going to need to have the the same sort of care for what they're doing on uh, through Yahoo search? Um, what does this do for, for the advertisers, really, if really both both entry points may very well Uh, show their results on Yahoo? Do they need to take that same care through Yahoo?
2: That's a really good question. And I think that, you know, I would imagine that AOL is probably a very good model for, you know, that type of relationship, you know, where you can actually buy inventory on AOL search as well as uh, buying, you know, basically search results through Google as well. But I think one of the the keys there in this relationship is that Yahoo can't afford to give up paid search entirely. Even if they wanted to outsource it and they thought they could save, you know, the numbers are being bandied around anywhere from a quarter million dollars up to a billion dollars a year, that paid search advertising is just one type of display advertising now. You know, it's not just text boxes anymore. It's going to be evolving over time. And, you know, Yahoo is, is pretty much in, a, in the, you know, dominant position, I think, right now in terms of portal advertising, display advertising, integrating Pay search with other types of online advertising. So, if you look at from their position, you know they, they really don't want to move out of the space entirely. And then from the advertisers' position, you know they're not so anxious to have one dominant player in the space. And I'm not so sure that with an auction-based model that you know, that would have a terrific impact on consumers, and may not even raise the keyword prices significantly for advertisers. But it would certainly make advertisers feel like there's less choice, and reaching people would be easier. But you know, also potentially long-term, a much less competitive environment to work in. Craig,
0: what
3: are your, what are your feelings on the subject?
0: Well, I, I can tell you for the past for the past immediate two years, I've had I've had all different, like I mentioned, all, all different types of clients we had to manage. And what I'm seeing is as Google gets more and more strict with their quality score. Um, to the point where um, at, you know, the relevancy of the ad from the keyword to the, ad, to the uh, creative to the ad group, it's getting so stringent. And unless you have the exact keyword in the ad and on the landing page, Google is going to basically penalize you and say five hours or more to, to get activated. And I think that um, as more and more companies move the paid search, what I've, my strategies that I recommended were depending on what industry they're in, I'm putting more of the budget into Yahoo because I'm not worry. I'm not having the, the crazy quality score relevancy issue with Google because not every client is going to have a landing page that's perfect for the ad group that I'm targeting. And so what I'm finding out to balance off the balance out the ROAS uh, limitations that I have, I'm putting more money back into Yahoo and especially with political candidates and nonprofits, where it's extremely uh, expensive. Um, I actually worked on. Two, uh, two local congressmen and one national congressman uh, over the past couple months, and we literally had to put more of our money in Yahoo because we could not afford the $5 a click um, for the word for the word trial tax credit. And Google was forcing that on you. So I think Yahoo is in a very unique position where, even though they don't have the market share, I think more people may move to them because it's more affordable um, for the R O E S factor. And, and also, um, I think it's forcing everybody to monetize every single event. Uh, before, it was just, okay, you placed an order, there's your... There's your metric. Now um, we're actually trying to put a dollar value behind an impression, a click, um, because you know we're trying to compare it to television uh, for politicians, because you know they say, oh, you you know 100,000 eyeballs and that's $100,000. We're trying to do that with with paid search, um, but we're we're seeing more effectiveness more effectiveness using Yahoo, um, and I think that's a unique opportunity for them, and I think they need to capitalize on that.
1: Well, Greg, you may have just—you may have inadvertently answered a question I meant to ask after we come back from break. But unfortunately, <laughs> okay. speaking of commercial advertising, we have to pay a couple of bills here here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Friends, you're listening to Web College here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from metamen.com. And Dave Davies from Beanstalk-Inc. We're joined by Kevin Heisler, Executive Editor of Search Engine Watch, and Greg Myers, um, Chief Blogist at semgeek.com. Stick around, we're talking about Micro Who and Goo Who, and we'll be back in a few moments. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So, your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices. And it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed?
3: You just have
1: to simplify your tool
3: set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month.
1: So with Lyris, one company can do it all. Huh. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already.
2: To see how Lyris can simplify your life. Visit Lyris.com
3: or call 1 888 GO Lyris. Simplify, unify, and
2: increase ROI with Lyris today. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, Webmaster Radio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. Webmaster Radio.fm.
0: We're everywhere. from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay
2: Incorporated.
3: Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say been- no more? Huh? I see you working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM, and they will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com.
2: For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. SEM Synergy. The dancing that's going on in the Google results. A lot of people have been posting in forums about how sites have just vanished, and and I'm not sure I've seen so much of the sites coming and going as much as sites jumping around in the top 20. They've been somewhat volatile, and I think we're seeing a lot of that.
0: SEM Synergy
2: with Bruce Clay. Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm is now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Get out your spray paint and put your graffiti on our wall. Get all the details on the WebmasterRadio.fm homepage.
3: Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Deavis. Well, welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're having a great conversation with Kevin Heisler, uh, Executive Editor of Search Engine Watch, and Greg Myers from WorldBenefactor.com. Um, gentlemen, we where we exited from, I just have to ask the, the following question, and of course I'm very interested in this in this whole thing from a, an advertiser-user standpoint, basically the how-does-this-affect-me uh, sort of perspective of things. Um, obviously, we're need, Yahoo and, and Google are both needing to avoid the regulation or, or any regulation of of what's going on. Uh, Kevin, you touched on the fact that um, you know their Yahoo uh, search marketing basically needs to stay in existence to to avoid any regulation. Um, do you think that down the road uh, they need to keep it up and running, um, but sort of bleeding out, sort of m- noting that yes, but you can do this through Google as well. Um, if they're making a, a stronger ROI per click uh, through Google Ads, um, do you see them kind of trying to keep it alive for the for the face, but kind of start pushing their advertising over uh, over to Google?
2: Well, I think that the big thing that everybody should be taking a look at right now in terms of the Google, Yahoo, Microsoft relationship is something that Greg mentioned, which is the, the share of searches. Um, Google's in a position right now where they really don't need to do a Yahoo deal. You know, certainly it would give them a boost in revenue, and it would be a a big, you know, help to Yahoo to have at least a short-term cash flow benefit. But at the end of the day, Google's continuously increasing their share of searches. And even though, you know, Greg, you mentioned that maybe your budget isn't, you know, increasing on Google but being diverted to Yahoo, you know, unfortunately, on a, on a macro scale, that didn't happen for Yahoo, and Panama never really panned out as being the solution they hoped for. Mm-hmm. So they may be monetizing inventory a little bit better. They're still losing total number of searches. So I guess from, you know, from a, an advertiser standpoint, then what you want to look at is, am I going to put my money into a, you know, an engine or into a, an advertising solution that doesn't have the volume and the amount of traffic that I need. Is it worth my time? For big advertisers, obviously, yes. You know, for small guys, the mom and pops who, are, who have always been Google's bread and butter, you know, it's easier for them to log into AdWords, put in, you know, the campaign that they need, and then just track that and spend less time on the other engines. And unfortunately, you know, I think on a global scale, you'll see that happening more and more
0: yeah I, I i can i can definitely agree with you there um I think the, the secret sauce that Google has is that their interface was pur- purposely made to be as easy for pretty, pretty much anyone to go in and figure it out and do it um i've met, I've seen many instances where you know you have the google optimizer and people come and optimize it for you and you know a lot a lot of people in the industry tell me don't don't click the button to say do it um, and, and Google knows that and uh, yes, I mean some of my clients they've been they've been more localized and their budgets have not been very large. Um, but I think one of the I think one of the one of the big problems with Yahoo is that they never really seem to put much of their R and D into the content network. And I know for a fact that Google I was actually there the day at Google headquarters in New York. Uh, I believe this was last year. Uh, I think it was last November where they they were going to launch this new story about how they have changed the. Um, they, they changed the content network from a CPM model to both a CPM and CPC because um, they, they, they realized that it was always considered you know, the stepchild of, of the search network, the content network, and not many people used it because it was unqualified clicks, click fraud, and all the scary things. Um, and they actually made a good effort to fix that. There, the algorithm for the content network is the complete opposite um, tactically um, than the search network. Um, and I think more and more people are realizing, hey, I can probably get more visitors and more eyeballs using the content network at a lower cost. So uh, I agree with you. I mean, go, Google is always going to control most of the market. Um, I'm just seeing uh, some more and more people coming back to the content network because of the costs. And ironically, when we talk to clients who are kind of new to this, they don't even know what they even don't even know that Yahoo has a search program anymore. Um, and, and we're trying to educate them and, and spread their budget around and you know, usually the, the strategy is put it on Google, optimize as best you can, take the best performing campaigns out of Google, and throw them into Yahoo and see what happens.
1: Well, so. I think that leads to another interesting question. We know that Yahoo has just signed a click quality um, audit deal or quick quality assurance deal with, um, with uh, Click Forensics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Will the insertion of Google advertising into Yahoo's network stream uh, affect that deal? Will click Forensics be able to do any auditing on Google, on Google ads?
0: Um, do you want me to take this one? Sure. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, think, I think the whole idea of click Fraud. I mean, I know in the early 2000s, click Fraud was everything. Everyone was against it. I know that the sub-tier engines like Meva, Canoodle, and all that, and that was the big fear. Um, I think that now um, I, I don't see it impacting too much. Um, I know Google has been, you know, they're very, very strict, strict with their trademark policies and their click fraud policies and, um, and their technology behind uh, stopping that. Um, I, I don't see it as a big impact, um, you know, if they, if they joined completely.
1: Well, how about you, Kevin? Is, uh, is Google's entry into the Yahoo Network going to have any impact on the click forensics deal?
2: I, that's a good question and, and I don't know the answer to it. I haven't spoken with quick forensics to see what type of inventory they'll have available, but I think it's one thing that we want to definitely you know, keep a close eye on because Google tends to be very much a black box. They certainly don't want anybody into their clickstream data that you know that they don't want to have access to it, which tends to be only engineers at headquarters. So that's a, I think a, a really great question and, and one that uh, we'll take a closer look at.
1: Okay. Well, we're we're rounding off the uh, we're rounding out the hour. We're, we have to move fairly quickly, so I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, I've been monitoring Yahoo's share prices since uh, well, since uh, Monday when we expected them to just tank into the, the twenty or nineteen range. They haven't. Um, as of this morning, they were in the twenty-five range. Kevin, what's the deal on Yahoo's uh, share prices?
2: Well, I'm certainly not a Wall Street analyst, and, and those are the guys that, that tend to, I think, have the, the best take on what share prices are doing on a you know day by day, hour by hour, quarter by quarter basis. Uh, but having said that, the, the analysts that I've been reading, you know, Mark Mahaney at C, for example, uh, and you know some others that like uh, Sandy Agarwal are basically saying that there's a very good possibility that the price of The stock is relying heavily right now on an upcoming Google deal. So the street is expecting Yahoo to make that decision, bring Google to the table, sign the deal, and then start getting a big infusion of cash and also cost savings from potentially eliminating jobs related to Yahoo search marketing.
1: Um, Greg, have uh, you any opinion on on Yahoo's uh, share values?
0: yeah I do i uh, I mean again I'm not an, a wall Street analyst by any means um, but I, I think I don't know i I kind of i I like to vote for the underdog I'm not saying Yahoo's underdog but obviously it's not the powerhouse of Google um, but but yahoo has has that portal they have the email they have you know I think the emergence of social media has nothing had nothing but a good impact on yahoo um, and I think they're you know, I don't think Yahoo's trying to compete with Google for paid search. Obviously, uh, I think they're trying to migrate themselves over to the behavioral targeting and banner ad networks because with the purchase of Blue Lithium and all that, I think that's where they're going. I think that's what makes Yahoo attractive now, uh, because now they're they're in, You know, they, they don't have the content network. Their paid search isn't anywhere near Google's, um, but I think they really they have a really cool thing going and. As companies like Point Roll and all these other companies who are building these amazing viral widgets, interactive banners with videos and streaming everything, I think that is what people are starting to really like now. And as, as you know, if you go to Yahoo at any given moment, you're going to see one of those banner ads on the homepage. So I think people are, I think the, the market's changing a little bit where Yahoo's becoming a little attractive again.
1: Well, let's take a look at the, uh, at the unmentioned third party in all this, which was actually, I guess, the, the uh, protagonist at one time, Microsoft. Have they been damaged or hurt by this? Uh,
0: I mean, for, from my perspective as uh, a guy in the weeds <laughs> doing the day-to-day and managing these things, I can tell you that MSN is, 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 is not even on, on my radar um, for, for clients in paid search um, for many reasons. I mean, the percentage of the market... Um, the interface isn't very friendly. Um, there is no you know, AdWords editor uh, for, uh, for us geeks here to, to manage the day-to-day stuff. Um, and, and honestly, MSN really hasn't made the effort to, to try and, you know, I think they just want to buy their way through things. They haven't really reached out to the, 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 the SEM geek, so to say, to you know, allow them to do paid search more effectively and put more money into their program. Um, so I think Amazon's is just missing out on this, this opportunity here. Kevin, you
1: watch the business end of search fairly closely, and you've certainly got your finger on the public perception. Um, How has Microsoft How has Microsoft fared um, post deal?
2: I think they really were damaged by not being able to close the deal, and specifically, there's been a lot of talk about Steve Ballmer and how long he'll be around at Microsoft, given the fact that he, you know, basically staked his reputation on getting this deal done one way or another. You know, whether it was the friendly offer. Or, you know, when he started to move towards a hostile bid, then people expected him to do the deal. And when he walked away from it, I think people have a lot of questions about what their long term strategy is for the Internet. And, and that's always been the big question for Microsoft. It's not a new one, but it's certainly one that Yahoo, I think, would have provided them with at least a, a as you know, Greg mentioned, a, a strong base in display advertising certainly combined with MSN Ad Center, you know, Yahoo Panama might have become a much stronger player in TPC, and would have given Google some competition. But Microsoft was outmaneuvered by Google. Not so much by Yahoo, but by Google.
3: Now you bring up some some interesting points and, and of course there have been some rumors about Steve Ballmer or what may be happening to him. Yeah, there's some counterpoints in and my, my personal take, which is um, you know, there's at any costs and then there's at stupid costs and, and just not being willing to, to push it through for an unreasonable amount of money. you, you can get into that um, that whole debate. but now we take a look at Microsoft who's now making moves towards, Facebook? Could this just be a change of gears? Would would Balmer now be able to put his reputation on this? And and whether you know is it even something worth buying? Can it be monetized? I mean, we know they they did a little bit of a purchase there previously. What does this aspect I mean? I'm going to direct this at Kevin here first, just to to get your take on it.
2: I think Facebook falls into that category of we're in conversations with everybody all the time. You know, obviously. Microsoft has a huge war chest. They can spend as much money as they'd like to to basically acquire, you know, virtually any company that's out there. So, would they want to buy Facebook? Probably, but you know, Facebook has a new management. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's brought in some of the top the top executives from Google and, and developers, and you know, I can't imagine that he would be willing to you know take the first offer that comes along because he's tur- turned down you know billions before. So it, it's not that different right now.
0: Um, from from my um, perspective of, of Microsoft and Facebook, I mean, obviously Facebook has their own. Um, they have a you know they have a small paid search program built in, um, I believe, and um, I, I I can't see I, personally it, it, in regards to MSN Ad Center. I I can see it as you know I can see it as something that may help them in terms of market share and everything like that. Um, but I think the biggest problem is, you know, MSN needs to, you know, especially MSN Ad Center needs to decide if, you know, if they're going to compete in paid search or not. And they need to, I don't know, they need to partner with someone not as social media um, as uh, Facebook has become. Um, I, I, I don't see the, I guess I don't see the uh, relationship there.
3: No, I mean, we get into, is Facebook um, kind of their, could this, this potentially be Microsoft's version of a YouTube? Like, what what is the monetization strategy, as as, as you could see it? Would, would this just be an acquisition because, oh, my God, this thing failed and we need to make another, we do need to make a major acquisition? Um, what really would be in it for Microsoft to actually win this thing? Is, is this going to be the, the catalyst for their paid search? Um, and, Kevin, I'll start with, with you again on this
2: one. Yeah, that, that's a great question, and, and I don't think it will be the, you know, salvation from Microsoft in terms of paid search or monetization of inventory. What it really offers to them is is a fast-growing platform that's open, that, you know, potentially could bring in a whole new audience that, you know, my guess is that Hotmail users are, are probably aging pretty quickly quickly, uh, you know, a lot of other Microsoft Enterprise products are starting to get more competition, and, and it looks like s- applications like Facebook are starting to become attractive to the enterprise. So if companies are becoming more social in terms of what they offer their global employees, it could very well be that Facebook would be a good fit for Microsoft, not only on the advertising revenue side and, and online, but also potentially in, you know, longer term in the enterprise, which would be a big, big win for Microsoft.
0: And Greg? Yeah, actually, that, that, was, uh, that, was, that was actually very interesting because the, what, I, what was turning in my head there was, um, was the whole behavioral targeting um, aspect of it. And, um, you know, the, the power of Facebook and all the information, all the data every day um, is, is extremely valuable information for Microsoft. And if they can um, use that behavioral targeting information from Facebook and apply it to um, their online networks, that's where, that's where I can see a lot of value. Um, really One
1: thing that um, I've been sensing through, I guess, over the last, last three months, um, three and a half months, is no matter what the outcome of Microsoft's um, attempt to, to acquire Yahoo, everything was going to change radically is a new breakout strategy being articulated even if quietly behind the scenes by one of the big three by Microsoft by Yahoo or by Google either you know through the, the goohoo deal through Microsoft chasing Facebook or through some other initiative that you guys might know about starting with Greg and then moving to Kevin
0: um, I, I, I think I think that's hard I think that's hard to tell Um. I know that you know. In, in my world, social media, even though it's been around for a little bit, a little while, um, it social media is finally starting to, to get attention. And I think that I think the big three are starting to see that. And um, and and I know that their their heads are churning on how can we capitalize on that. Um, I I don't know. I, I think there's a, there's been a lot of a uh, lot of action lately with the with the three you know the three engines. Um, and, and, not, and not to forget, I mean, it's a ten plus. I think it's almost a fifteen billion dollars, fifteen billion dollar a year industry. Um, and as more and more people go online and start using these social networks, um, you know, obviously a social network is going to be probably one of the first to be bought out. Well, Kevin, what do you see coming down the pipe?
2: Well, I, I think Microsoft has been very clear that they plan to step back, retrench, evaluate their internet strategy, and. Obviously, publicly, they're saying that they feel very confident in, in terms of their long-term internet strategy and ability to succeed in online advertising. Uh, you know, that said, that there's still other possibilities. That, you know, potentially huge internet companies that you know are, or at least divisions of huge companies that are out there that and still available. You know, so you, you could take a look at you know Time Warner's AOL unit. You could take a look at MySpace. You know, there's lots of of opportunities for Microsoft to shop around, and, you know, certainly with a, you know, I think they have a 1.6% stake in Facebook, and, you know, they're only the second largest social network. I mean, MySpace is still number one, and given the fact that they've had challenges monetizing, it may even make it, you know, more of a bargain than, uh, you know, say Yahoo, which is obviously very profitable and has, uh, you know, done a great job in terms of display advertising. I
0: think. have a strong feeling that um, as, as paid search costs continue to, go, you know, continue to rise, uh, I'm starting to see, like I said before, like a transition back to display advertising, but doing it much more intelligently and more effectively. Um, you know, I mean, dealing with companies like with Yahoo advertising, where the CPM is, is like, say, $30 if you're targeting a zip code, but then the CPM for a national is like $5 CPM. So we're starting to see it's almost like television, and that's really where I see it. I think, I think, as you know, TV commercials are targeting certain areas where you live. It's going to cost you a certain price, and I, I'm starting to see that with the politics and the nonprofits, where, you know, you're going they're going to put more money because it's guaranteed eyeballs on your ad, and your ad is getting a lot of you know attention to it. So I I, I kind of see display advertising being a monster in the next couple of years, and probably I will probably probably see more of those companies um, like a point roll or uh, companies that offer behavioral targeting, like Dakota and Blue Lithium. To, you know, even the Yahoo picked up Blue Lithium, um, and, I, and I believe Dakota was picked up by AOL. I'm I'm seeing that as as an emerging technology. Now,
3: Kevin, you you touched on a little bit earlier. Um, you know that that there's many opportunities out there. Microsoft could purchase a MySpace an AOL. Um, you know, and MySpace still being the bigger uh, of the, of the two in the in the Facebook MySpace. Why is it that they're going specifically right now after Facebook? Is it now? My personal feeling is it would be it would be a bigger public acquisition in that the public is going to react. Facebook's the new guy on the block. It's growing extremely fast, um, but MySpace is still number one. Why didn't they go? that route.
2: Well, I think one of the big factors in addition to the ones that you mentioned that you know, Facebook is growing extremely fast, they're growing globally. Uh, it's also an open platform, so they're giving developers the ability to create applications to basically extend the Facebook platform and hopefully make money from it. So that's the kind of ecosystem that you know would certainly benefit a, a software company like Microsoft trying right now to move more toward an open office and and online, uh, you know, offering of of software as a service. So from that standpoint, there's potentially some some very good synergies there. In addition, if you think about the audience, Facebook tends to be, you know, started out as being a very college-educated audience because it started out in universities around the country and then scaled, I think, very well with professional so again it, it's the eyeballs that Microsoft you know certainly would love to have access to as Greg mentioned it's the data about those individuals that would be beneficial to any search engine and then being able to, to use that data and, and that information about people's demographics and interests and likes and Networks of friends to market more efficiently, and, and I think the, the real the grail there is: can they create something like search that's basically a lean-forward medium that you know that you are involved? You're not just hit with an ad because you know it happens to match up with some demographic characteristics, but you know are you able to create, in a, in essence, what would be a search engine within Facebook? So it becomes more useful when you're trying to find things from your friends and from contacts or you know, trying to meet people or, or find out information. And that, to me, that, that's where the, the future of search really lies.
1: Greg, you're going to get the last word in here. Um, we're running out of time. Where do you see the future of search or paid search going?
0: Um, I, I honestly see it as, I mean, it, it, this is the old saying, you know, you got to fish where the fish are. And I'm seeing that all the engines and all the experts and all the people looking at what's going on on the Internet, um, they want to make sure that they're playing in the same game where most people are playing, um, I know in the political world, every political candidate m- is required, pretty much, to have their own MySpace, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube page. Uh, I know that on YouTube, you know, we, we enforce donations to to that candidates or that nonprofits charity or um, platform. So it's it, the power of social media has become more than just you know, look at my picture, read about me. It's becoming such a powerful thing, and I think search is going to have to penetrate that more. Uh, because that's where the people are going to, um, you know. Search is, you know, paid search. You know, the sponsor results on the top left or the or the whole right-hand side. You know, a lot of people know what they are now. They're not clicking on that as much as they used to. People are searching more organically. But I think the missing link is these social media sites, like the ones I mentioned. That's where you're going to have to see more paid search. That's where you're going to see more qualified results because the content is getting more relevant uh, with every day. So that, I, I see that as a main. Um, you know, I see that as a main um, angle uh, for paid search in the future.
1: Okay, gentlemen, I'm getting the emergency flash from our studio in Miami that we have other <laughs> content we have to bring on the network. We have a newscast we have to go to, um, and I have about a hundred more questions for each of you. Can uh, can I get your agreements um, before we go to? Get, will you guys come back on the show again sometime in the near future?
0: I would love I would love the opportunity to, Jim.
2: I'd be honored.
1: Well, we'd we be. This, I think this was a really fun episode. Um, I apologize to the listeners for any technical, any technical issues we had earlier, but um, when we got going, it was a great episode. Kevin Heisler, Executive Editor of Search Engine Watch, thank you so much for taking time to be on Webcology today. And Greg Myers um, from SEMGeek.com and com. thank you so much for being on Webcology today. Friends, this has been Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from beanstalk-inc.com, this is Jim Hedger from medimen.com We'd like to thank uh, the guys in the studio and the folks at Webmaster Radio. And again, I'd like to thank Kevin and Greg for taking the time to speak with us. Stick around, webmasterradio.fm. We've got more great content coming up after these messages.